Bendy Arabs play cousin. Twinkle my fucking toes. Dive on in. <laughs> you are just committed to that, aren't you? Uh, you know where that's from? No, I don't. I don't okay. at all. <laughs> I'll tell you when you do your introduction. <laughs> I'm Jamal. That's my introduction. Now, what, what is this obsession we have on that? <laughs> so... So on the television show American Dad, there's a character. Welcome to Black Tar Roots. On the television show American, <laughs> a black <laughs> black podcast where we root black queers. Yes, yes. Okay, give the whole uh, thing. What if this is it somebody's was gonna first come time? Afterward. It was gonna <laughs> listen. You let me do the motherfucking introduction. That is my goddamn job. Okay. <laughs> this is somebody's cherry being popped, and we don't mm. adequately introduce. It was coming, girl. Listen, we always make sure the orgasm comes, girls. We just comes, girl. We have to make sure it's nice and slow leading up to it, bitch. So mm-hmm. Dive On In <clears throat> is from the television show American Dad. And there's a character, Roger the Alien. I know who Roger thing. is. Okay, yeah. So then there's this one episode where he is now like the CEO of a um, off-brand Outback Steakhouse. And he continuously <laughs> just... <laughs> so he's like, all he, he's in all of these commercials going... Dive on in. Dive on in. <laughs> Dive on in. You know, American Dad, American Dad, I stopped watching it because it for me, it, Roger was hilarious. Um, it was hit, it was so hit or miss. Like some episodes I would be uh-huh. on the end, and the other episodes, I was like, oh no, ma'am, this is not yeah. it. This is not it. It does go the way of um, it goes the way of the Simpsons sometimes, where it, it's kind of um yeah, a little too self like self referential. Uh, uh, jump the sharky. A Family Guy is the exact same way. So Family yeah. Guy has just gotten absolutely horrendous. Like I binged it a couple weeks ago, and I said, "Oh, mistake! They are not even trying in that writing well, room now." That well, well, um, you know, my favorite of all of the Fox cartoon adult ish cartoons. King of the you know, Hill. my favorite, King of the Hill. Oh, my God. I was, I loved King. And it's funny because the show is really about white people that I would not want to be. You, know, you don't want, you would never want to be fucking with <laughs> any of these people. But, like, the social commentary on the show is is brilliantly written. Uh, mm-hmm. who's that, is that, is that Jenna Apatow? Who's Jenna. responsible for Beavis and uh, Beavis and Butthead. I don't know. My mother didn't allow us to watch that. That was back when my mother had control of my life. Baby, we, so, we, we, me and my brother convinced my mother to let us go see Beavis and Butthead take America, do America, bitch. Uh, over. Uh, no, yeah, King of the Hills, everything. Peggy Hill in her uh, very, 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 very broken Spanglish. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> what was the guy? Jimmy did that. What was the, the woman who was uh, <laughs> who had, uh, the fucking Native American man? Uh, uh, oh, uh, Nancy, Nancy Gribble. <laughs> Nancy Gribble hit. And Dale Gribble hit. <laughs> Yeah, <laughs> that, that show is excellent. It, 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 it you know holds up. I think it's it's supposed to be. Um, it is commentary on. Uh, yeah, it American is. It absolutely is. It absolutely and is. It, it holds up every time I rewatch it again. I said this this was really beautifully done, and it was a reason why it was so it was on for so long, and it felt like it was like existing in the shadow of The Simpsons. When in reality, it was an entity in and of itself. Yeah, it was <clears> a different up thing. On, mm-hmm, stands up by itself. Um, yeah, shout out to the Hill fans. Uh, so mm-hmm. welcome to Black to Our Roots, a Blackly Black podcast where we recap RuPaul's Drag Race. Um, we just wrapped up season 13 and we are now under Simone supremacy <laughs> in the United States, darling. And now we are diving down under and we are here for RuPaul's Drag Race. 
down under. <laughs> there you go. So last week, uh, we did our first ever Meet the Queens episode where we got to know the girls in the 30 seconds that we were um, offered ahead of the episode. Uh, so today is where we're going to really dive in, dive on in, and get to know the girls, <laughs> get to know the girls uh, um, more in depth. So yeah. the episode kicks off and we get, immediately we get the intro statement. And <clears throat> I have a couple of things that just sort of stuck out to me and I wonder if they stuck out to you too. So one, does this prize seem tiny? Well, yeah, it, it's the, it's it's less than they got in season three and it's like 5,000 more than they got in season two, one and two. Mm-hmm. Yeah, but season three like- is when they made the big jump to seventy five thousand. Ooh, yeah, from twenty five thousand. <laughs> right. Yeah, the girls are definitely, um, you know, not buying boats uh, with the money <laughs> that they're earning on the show. But hey, at least they have a cash prize because you know, the girls up in the UK are um, competing to do Kmart store openings as yeah. the prize of winning with Falls Dragons UK, and then the girls in Holland are willing to dress with a bunch of holes in it, so. Yeah, well, I mean, the other thing is something that became apparent this entire episode is that I don't know what network this is in Australia that is responsible for this, but they are on a budget because the workroom <laughs> looks cheap. Um, the main stage was very small. Um, Girl, they used the hotel suite to shoot the show. Yeah, I was very, like, taken aback by how small the main stage was. I was like, oh my God, it just looks so small. And then especially yeah. during the lip sync where the girls literally are lip sync over top of each other. I'm like, oh <laughs> my goodness, like what? Where was the money at? Was this like a rush really? job during COVID? Did, what happened? I do. Yeah, a lot of it does seem um, very much so. Have you ever seen that video for the song Gloria? Gloria, no. No. Gloria. It looks very much so. It looks no. I gotta. I, I'll do you one better. Remember the judging uh, room they they have for America's Next Top Model Cycle One. Yeah, that's what I was getting. At. <laughs> it looked exactly like that. They had the one little twenty-four inch monitor to the side on a high boy that had a little bit of little tablecloth on top of it. Them bitches were squinched in. I said this must have been this. That budget was not going far. They might might have spent more money on craft services than they did the actual setup. Regardless of how uh, tiny everything is. I am excited that the Australian girls do have this opportunity because as Jamal mentioned during our last episode, that is apparently the place to be if you are a drag queen, the place to go after you've been on RuPaul's Drag Race. Yeah, in the the main main stage. I mean, the main series in the US because the girls were infamous for, all right, time for my Australia trip. So. Chi Chi the very next to the Sydney Opera House and shit. Yeah, which is cool, right? Because we, yeah. it's just been a long like partnership legacy of Queens internationally, which is great. Um, mm-hmm. which is great. Drag all over the world. It's a phenomenon. It's a phenomenon. Tamisha, Iman, it's coming for you to show Monet what she can do. <laughs> for somebody who said that we would not go back to this podcast about drama. That was just one little segment, <laughs> dear. She could, okay. she could not help herself. <laughs> I have, let me tell you something, girl. I have been. You said it first of all. You started it. You said it to me first thing in the morning, girl. And I read that. I looked at the video. I looked at it half and said, "I have something to do today. I'll look at it later." And I was on break. <laughs> and then I looked at it. I said, "Oh, Miss Thing, I cannot wait." 
until Tuesday. I think we need to host the fight party. <laughs> but we're not gonna get into that. Let's talk. About yeah, let's talk about these time. girls. So one thing that we are not doing is we are not talking about their look. We talked about this last week. Yes. <laughs> would, would I immediately once again? What is the budget? Because it was like their promo looks are also their interest looks. So we know yes. that this shape was done quick, fast, and in a hurry. They were like, "Girl, we gotta get these seven, seven, eight episodes out. We got bitches." Just walk over here, stand in front of the um sign with the key. Right, 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 okay. right. It's very, it was giving very much so like graduation day where step and repeat, step and repeat, get your diploma, hit it. Yeah. So what we will talk about though, and what we can talk about when we talk about the Queens entering the workroom is the storylines that are popping up um, and Queens is overall reactions. <clears throat> so the first yeah. person we have coming in is Art Simone, right? Yes. Who- one of the bigger characters on the show so far. Immediately, I'm noticing that Arsimone is getting a lot of airtime. Um, something that I didn't see in her entrance look. Um, then the picture that I did see here is how much glitter was in that wig. I live for it. Mm-hmm. Um, but yeah, she she is. We and we said this last week. She's a known queen. She's done a lot of work with Wow. Yeah. Um, she's one of the bigger people coming into the show. She's also. Yeah. A shady because she has something to say about every bitch who comes in after her but um, the whatever the, however it is that she delivers it it is not as fierce as some of the other girls are in terms of um the uh the uh, severity of the reads that she's giving the girls yeah like, yeah because it's giving very much so airtime yeah honey it's giving very <laughs> much so this is the drag queen airtime we are giving this girl one thing i noticed about art simone too just throughout art simone works has worked with the girls she mm. does not work for the girls exactly exactly right that's the she difference. works at that club because you need art simone at that club but she don't need that club and it shows she has the wild present show hell uh, uh hell on heels right yeah I mean, so, I automatically also love her and her energy well yeah we love our i mean she has a great face right um baby in and out drag yeah and she's one of the you know how queens come in and i'm not and you aren't like necessarily worried about at least the aesthetic because you just know that they're gonna give you at least you know what I mean they're gonna give you that. I'm not really worried about art coming in here looking crazy, um, mm-hmm. and that's a good thing because I like what she presents. Um, did not expect her to look like that in the confessional. Um, okay, but okay. I was curious. <laughs> I was curious as to what her her out of drag face was, um, uh-huh. but yeah. Uh, next in is Ms. Maxi Shield, um, <laughs> the MILF of Sydney, I like to call her, <laughs> um, giving full-on Eve of Destruction in the confessional. By the way, you meant, uh, she's giving Hollow Eve. Hollow Eve, yes, Hollow Eve, that's right, that's right. She's giving- I was full- waiting for that moment, because you know I got a little crush on Eve of Destruction. Yeah, it's <laughs> my bad, Hollow Eve. She's giving full-on Hollow Eve of that confessional. I said, oh, you gotta work. <laughs> um, wouldn't it be fierce if that actually was Halloween? <laughs> <laughs> I wouldn't be mad at it. I liked Halloween up until they were um, showing their ass in the middle of that challenge. <laughs> Which one? You talking about? Um, because this is my art, and I- <laughs> I'm wearing fucking ten miles. Okay, okay, but thing, but they're also just wrapped around that body. Would it? <laughs> Meanwhile, Eva Destruction has actually made an outfit out of razors. Yeah. Anyway, um, Maxie is a professional queen. She's a legacy queen. She's been around for forever and a day. Yada, yada, yada. Um, 
And next in the room is Miss Coco Jumbo. Not Coco Jumbo. Ooh, like, Jojo no. is a hoe. <laughs> the racism that is jumping out on this podcast. <laughs> you are not about it. to mix up no, the two no, indigenous queens. No, no, no. I do not want this narrative. Um, <laughs> Coco Jumbo is on my, she's on one of my screens right now because I was doing uh-huh. search. So um, Jojo is a hoe comes in and Jojo's a hoe is a First Nations queen. Um, she wants you to know that off top. Uh, and we'll talk a little bit about that later. After mm-hmm. her, really, because JoJo doesn't do that much. After her um, is Electra Shaw. Yeah. And, and this uh, is where the mess starts. Baby. And because, first of all, I was right in my critique. I was not the only one who thought that Miss Electra Shock looked the mess in the intro look. Um, Electra, does Electra remind you of Priscilla Chambers a little bit? No, because I hated Priscilla. So, I, and I like Electra. I like, I, I like Electra too. I, I like, well, you, we're not going to get into that. Um, yeah, this Sad. is where the mess motherfucker begins because mm-hmm. out the gate, JoJo is throwing daggers. She's talking about this wig is thirsty, which is not wrong. The wig was thirsty. Uh, she's coming for the drag. And then also the editors are uh, 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 doing her dirty because they have cut in only the cunty statements from JoJo. Yeah. Yeah, so something um, we and that's gonna be a theme throughout the episode with JoJo because there's I feel like JoJo and Electra got the most airtime this episode. Put a pin in that, uh, listeners. Yeah. <laughs> Cause because the editors I, they said we are going for a second Emmy on editing, bitch. Because <laughs> I noticed that off the top, I noticed that first with Electra's episode was going on. I was like, there is a lot of cutting to her. Like I, I. Like, I, I'm the, the machinations of this show. I don't know what you are trying to get me to feel. Um, but it partially worked because I was firmly on Electra's side by the end of the episode. Same. Whereas, hard same. Yeah, whereas in the beginning, I was just like, girl, I don't know about that. Um, So next up, uh, one of the Grand Wizards walks into the workroom. Uh, it's great. <laughs> she looks fierce. <laughs> Not... David Duke walks into the runway. Rock okay. Walks into the workroom. <laughs> Girl, um, sorry. Look, Scarlett Adams saying she looks great. She looks like detox. Blah blah blah. Um, she says that she's a dancing. She's a dancing and burlesque queen. Um, Scarlett Adams is like, ooh, competition, and she looks at her like, bitch, please. Right. <laughs> Not with right. the fucking wig on. Um. So <laughs> one theme that we already have coming out is that the girls are shady as fuck towards right. uh Electra. Did you feel like it was unnecessary? I felt like it was yes! overwhelming. It was very overwhelming. And I felt like it was uh this also was like the whole point I mentioned about the editing because um uh, I don't want to give away the episode we're so early in, but it did seem very heavy handed like Coco's coming for her. Uh, uh, we're gonna learn in a second Coco. that she works for Ketamine and Anita Wiglet, and they're also kind of like she is very much so just an employee, mm-hmm. <laughs> not proficient in any. She, she just works here, girl. She just uh, she low key is the bartender, probably. Right. <laughs> not she's the bar back, bitch. She the bar back. <laughs> yeah, I, I found it unnecessary, but you know, story arc, story arc, story arc. Yeah. Um. Next up, Coco Jumbo walks to the workroom, and this is a woman. Baby. <laughs> this is Baby. a woman. 
first of all, she is so cute out of drag. I think she's very cute out of drag. Mm-hmm. This thing is not afraid of the cosmetics in the least bit. She is painted for 5,000 funerals. <laughs> and she's absolutely stunning. Also, the energy. She said she comes in immediately and goes, I'm fierce, fat, and fabulous. I'm like, that's the kind of shit my fat ass loves to hear. Come yeah. in, girl, and wear them bitches out. Yeah, the body is right. Yes. Um, <laughs> it's just right. Everything is right. Uh, <laughs> next up is Miss Kidamine. Um, <laughs> and she comes in uh, living up to her namesake. Right. Uh, one thing that we, uh, one thing that we do uh, recognize about uh, or learn about Kidamine is that she is one of the. So they're like tears to the queen in this season, right? They're like the girls who work. Um, and then they're the girls who host slash manage slash own shit. Um, and Kidamine is one of those, right? Um, we learned that she um, is one of the girls who employs and hires a lot of these other girls. She's Electra's boss. Um, and... Art Simone uh, begins stirring shit because Kidamine right. references that she has a co-owner and best friend. Mm-hmm. Um, and Kidamine's like, oh yeah, well, I'm the more talented one. You something, something, she rides my coattails. Um, put a pin in that. Meanwhile, they were, meanwhile, they were both safe this week. Uh, right. So, <laughs> okay. <laughs> up next is, uh, ooh, missing my bar is going off. Up next yeah. is et cetera, et cetera. And I, uh, I, she, I, I think she's just so fucking adorable. Comes in ball of energy, uh, very much so an adorable new queen. But again, that mug is painted for 6,000 fucking funerals. And uh. she is, she comes in and goes, you know, I'm worried that the girls will underestimate me because I'm so young. That was all I was gonna say on that. Oh, I was about to say I know this degrees. <laughs> um, yeah, just, uh, she is young, but she is. There's an element of polish, <laughs> um, and it's clear that she has done like her homework in some instances. You know what I mean? Like in terms of at least her trying references. to get her references down, at least making right. sure that the makeup is together. The wig doesn't look thirsty, right? So maybe she also has some resources. Um, uh-huh. Or some good friends. Well, I guess I would fall into the resources. That's category. a resource. Yeah, that's a right. resource. House of Avalon has entered the chat. Yeah, that's a, and that can make all the difference. You know what 100%. I mean? Like, look at Valentino on season nine coming in time. I've only done drag for nine nine months. Right, 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 right. You know what I mean? Where she was able to pull out. So, <laughs> and the change will come in season two. I bought one thing, a cover girl, one time. And... <laughs> Baby, resource. Um, so. The girls are also kind of shady towards her, right? Like, so the girls, it seems like with the new queens, it's like, ooh, blood in the water. Let me um jump on this bitch. Right. Uh, next is Miss Anita Wiglet, who is Kane's uh, business partner. Um, our Simone is like, what was all that shit you were talking five seconds ago about somebody riding your coattails? Um, and it's, it's all playful banter. Um. I am not Drag the biggest fan. Yeah, I'm not the biggest fan of Miss Anita Wiglet's <laughs> um the way that she speaks. Because it is just it's just very it's 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 uh, it's it's kind of kitschy, I think is how I would describe it. It's very um it reminds me of like an uh, a a really 
uh, corny 80s movie, the way that she speaks and presents. But either way, she ends up growing on me throughout this episode. You know, I'm such a fool because I, I thought I originally, the pun that I thought her name was, was just, I need a wiglet, which is like a small, like a, you know, a little wig piece. Mm-hmm. Never registered in my head that she also, it also means I need to wiggle it. <laughs> uh, I said, look at your pun name meaning multiple things. Go on. <laughs> yeah, that's, that's, that is uh, cute, I guess. Um, <laughs> I go up, you know, I keep a list of punny drag, uh, drag names on my phone. Yeah, well, here comes another um, great drag name. Um, <laughs> Karen from Finance walks to the workroom. <laughs> Finances here. Uh, David, what happens next? Uh, so, uh, after we have met all of our queens, uh, Rue walks into the workroom and she welcomes the dolls. Uh, she tells them that she sat down and she handpicked them all. I said, "Girl, please stop lying to me." <laughs> show. Uh, we are being joined by uh, recorded reactions from one Taika Watiti who is my future baby's daddy. He is so motherfucking fine. It was really weird watching him in Jojo Rabbit. Okay. Yeah, Ms. Taika Waititi um, is <laughs> interesting. I don't really know. I didn't know her tea um, coming into it. Uh-huh. Uh, what Writer, I... director, actor, comedian, producer. What I was off put by was why is she sitting in some? You know how I feel about when people come on screens on this show. Yes, mm-hmm. <laughs> the girls never... are like fully looking at the like fully looking at like a mirror. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, and it's just like okay, Miss Thing. At least well, it's also at least <laughs> convince me. Right. Well, yeah, it was also especially this bad because none of them, none of the reactions actually synced properly. Uh, and that is some foreshadowing for a little bit later on in the episode. That's never really an exciting experience for the girls. And I always feel like it's a disservice when they do it that way. Uh, regardless, he Put is a there. bit in that. There are he several is... disservices to the Australian Baby. girls. It, and it was rude. It was really rude. Uh, either way, the girls, <laughs> the girls move into a, a Roland Ray accent competition where they have to read through a script but use a thick actor like this, like a lift. Um, rude as hell. <laughs> so going down the line, there were no real standouts aside from the winner. We'll talk about exactly why she won. Art is very Art Simone is very clearly the pro. She reads the uh, the script as given to her, puts her personality into it, does what she needs to do. Mama Rue begins asking the girls to start doing a little bit of um of uh, acting out emotions, giving us season cycle six of uh, America's Next Top Model, uh, where Peronda did not do super well with that particular challenge. Uh, she asked Maxie to give her an orgasm, uh, some orgasms. She asked Coco to do a ghetto girl slash baby. She has uh, Miss Karen from Finance doing Rhythmless Nation. And apparently Miss Anita Wiggler is, her anger is the same as some other emotion that I have completely forgotten at this point. I'm sorry, I'm not a perfect woman in this world. Uh, who apparently <laughs> completely stands out and has RuPaul Andre Charles up in stitches as Miss Electra. And I can see it. 
I can see it. Electra is feeding off of all of Rue's energy and laughter to keep giving more and more to the role. She acts out her um, emotion that's given to her uh, beautifully and then goes above and beyond when it comes to the actual script and the uh, thickening accent is what it's called. Uh, I don't know that we maybe should be making fun of uh, lists on here, but that's neither here nor there. Oh, please. Anywho, we just had a whole season where the say, girls was coming for somebody's list. Yes, yes, yes. What I will tell you <laughs> is immediately uh, it does seem like RuPaul's Drag Race down underpaid for the minimum sponsorship package from RuPaul Child. where she has to show up um, at the absolute bare minimum because RuPaul is very much so giving I am just here so I can get a check. Mm-hmm. Okay, it, it's it's not quite giving. It, it, she seems nominally interested in being there, if that. Mm-hmm. Uh, regardless of that, Electroshock turns up as the winner of our maxi challenge, continuing this uh, building up the story arc of this girl comes in as the booger and then wins the first mini challenge. It's giving us Jiggly Caliente <laughs> from season four where Miss Jiggly came in and she won the first challenge and the girls were uh, suspicious and then Miss Jiggly was doing a split as a big potato to toxic. <laughs> <laughs> so after uh, Miss Electra is the winner, uh, we do get some more sound bites from Miss Jojo. Uh, Miss, I'm going to call this bitch Jojo Siva. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, we get more sound bites from Jojo Siva. Jojo, we get more sound bites from Jojo Siva, speaking of people who speak with a list. Uh, and we and RuPaul comes uh, and announces to the girl that they have um, today's category is to run. Uh, there's two categories for the runway tonight. One is a new delusion, which is a callback to season seven of RuPaul's Drag Race, uh, which had a load of very um, fascinating is the word we will use for the runways on season seven on Drag Race. And then the second category is no place back, no place like home which is a callback to the television show 227. Mm-hmm. Talk to us, Jamal, about what happens next in the work for you. So, we really just have space between here and- In the runway. So there's, <laughs> several, there, there's several things that come up. <clears throat> um, and I'll go, I'm going to talk about them, I guess, in just like order of importance, right? So the least important thing that happens is that Scarlett Adams rips the back of her jumpsuit. Um, and thank God. That's the least important thing. Because there are more important things <laughs> happening than Scarlett Adams ripping her jumpsuit. <laughs> I know. Oh my God, Barbara. Relax. Tamisha Mon threatened you one time on live. Child, anyway, so thank God Scarlett is um, a resourceful queen because that could have went another way. Um, we continue to get, what I do like is I like that other girls are uh, continuing their shade campaign towards Electra. that uh, Miss Kidamine is nice, right? That she is actually being somewhat of a sister and holding some space. Because all the scenes that they cut to with Electra talking to somebody is Kidamine. Mm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So it, you know what I mean, like whereas other people is just. Mm, mm, mm. Well, so when we, so here's the thing. I'm thinking about ketamine in the context of her relationship with Anita, and when we get to that, that's where I'll talk about what I, my view of her is. 
Well, yes, but at least in this relationship. Mm-hmm. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. 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 People have, people have multiple sides. Yeah, dimensions, layers, layers like onions. Yes, exactly. Um, and speaking of layers like onions, something that we do get into are the layers of Miss JoJo. Jo- I was about to call her JoJo Siwa too. Miss jo- yeah. JoJo See? is a hoe. Yes. Um, She's our because- new gay icon, JoJo Siwa. Because uh, so far, all we've gotten is like cuntiness from JoJo um, and uh, some vague, ref- lustful reference to one of the white queens. And I was just like, oh, this thing, whatever. Scarlett um, Adams is who you're referring to. Anyway. But, uh, <laughs> see, and his, okay, so before we even jump into that, every year with Drag Race, we, is Drag Race 101. The girls get out of drag and they're looking at each other and then. People are like, who is the trade? Who's the trade? Ain't no fucking trade on none of these seasons. Period. We are not about to sit here and misuse that word ad nauseum. And now sitting up here talking about Scarlett Adams' trade. No. 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 Okay, anyway. Um, so something that jumped out to me was uh during the conversation. Jojo referred to herself as black. And I was like, whoa, what is going on here? Um, and so being the uh curious person that I am, right? Um, I had to just look up some stuff, right? Because I'm not admittedly, I'm not that familiar with the history of um Aboriginal people in Australia, mm-hmm. right? I just know that in the tradition of most peoples, they were colonized by the white yeah. folks, the white folks. Yep on a campaign of terror around the world and just set up chopping everybody's country and we're like girl right 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 meanwhile aboriginal people had been existing on that continent for a whole right, like right, 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 thousands right. of years before white people even came there and then they were, um, we want to set up a penal colony here right. <laughs> this is ours um right. so some prisoners real quick y- y'all can take a couple prisoners over here right so uh and there have been several atrocities, right? Several atrocities, right? Almost driving people to the verge of extinction, setting up concentration camps. Um, mm-hmm. It's the same, like, the internment. policies. Yeah, internment camps. Same, like, policies and protocols of colonization all over the world. Um, something that I did find out is the Aboriginal people were referred to as Black, right? They were called uh-huh. Black men um, and all of that stuff, which... For me, at least, right, even though most most people um, agree or have the theory that uh, the folks who we refer to as Aboriginal uh, traveled, I'm not going to get into that because people get upset with that, right? We know that not necessarily like directly African, um, but we also right, know exactly. that we also know that blackness um is not always uh, a term that is used in regards to ethnicity, right? Mm-hmm. Um, because whiteness is also a flexible term, right? We've seen right. in the history of the world, there are peoples who have been allowed into the body white who were not initially there, right? We know that with uh-huh. Jewish people, we know that with Irish people, right? We know that mm-hmm. with Scottish people in the United States, right? That these are people yeah. who were heavily oppressed when they came in. Um, but... And we'll uh, talk a little bit about right. that relationship too when we get into Drag Race Hispania. 
right, right, right. Who so and the same thing goes with blackness, right? Where blackness is also like a class designation that white people have uh-huh. used um, under white supremacy to refer to you know the the opposite, right, or the other that they're going to extremely uh-huh. oppress, right? So when JoJo was saying I'm black, or this was a place for black people. Um, I had to step back for a second because I'm like, hold up, bitch, I'm black. <laughs> um, but I also had to educate myself, right? Because right. this is a, this is a different country, and they are using these terms um, in slightly different ways. So they are the mm-hmm. black people of this area, um, and they have been heavily oppressed through colonization, right? Which also makes it especially annoying when she's sitting up here running around lusting after white people, but especially that white person. Especially the whitest and the one of the most one of the grand wizards. So <laughs> um that jumped out. That's oh, my yeah. that's my little tangent on that. We love to see it. We love a, uh the more you know moment. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Uh <laughs> dive on in. Dive on in. Dive on in. I think I want to dive on into is this relationship between Kidamine and Anita Wiglet because, uh, you know, uh, the way that the editing is being done because I, we cannot we cannot not acknowledge the way that this print, the um, confessionals are being put together in terms of telling the story between the two of them right. Kida does seem to be the um, uh, overbearing um, think she's the shit one of the two of them where Miss Anita Wiglet is a little bit more of, not quite soft-spoken but definitely the um uh if you think if you've ever seen the movie Big Business starring Lily Tomlin and Bette Midler uh one of the pairs where uh Lily Tom uh, where Bette Midler's character was like the hard ass and Lily Tomlin's character was like kind of the soft the Rose Nyland-ish character uh of the <laughs> of the group <laughs> text message you just sent me bitch <laughs> of the girls so we're starting to get into this sort of this rivalry that's going to be built up which i suspect is going to result into some sort of lipstick between the two of them because of course uh uh and immediately i, I anita does say that kita is a kind of person if she feels threatened she starts to tear other people down and i can see that Mm-hmm. I can see because it. It, it, it it's not necessary. Uh, I think it's a we know of it as a natural defense mechanism that a lot of girls put up uh, in real life and then also on Drag Race. So I'm interested interested to see how this plays out. Uh, so let's take a real quick break and we'll be right back. Good morning. <laughs> exactly. My hair is, and we're black. So let's. So I went in. So we get the music. We are being brought out to the runway. And of course, RuPaul shows up. And I have to be transparent in that we were trying to figure out the time zones on this shit for a couple days when the episode was actually going to premiere and drop on the Wild Presents app so we can be prepared. Because, you know, we also live tweet the episodes uh, when they come out so we can kiki together. And that's a reminder. If you want to talk to us, you want to send a bitch a message, you want to co- talk some shit about some things, you want to maybe prepare for the fight party for Tuesday, <laughs> definitely drop us <laughs> on the big screen TV, bitch. Drop us a message at tw- uh, on Twitter at Black to Our Roots and then on Instagram at Black to Our Roots Pod. So the lights come up and 
And as of course, the lovely Miss RuPaul and a dress that I am 95% sure I have seen her in already. <laughs> and uh, a wig but, we never want to see her in again. Right, 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 right. Uh, it's giving very season nine. Um, I will say she, I mean, she looks beautiful as usual. But the point about me having not watched the episode uh, on during its premiere, figuring out time zone, is I had already heard inklings because the internet and drag race fans work for S, okay? <laughs> that Miss RuPaul was not up in drag on this judging panel. <laughs> and they were right. I heard a tale and the tale was true. RuPaul comes down the runway. She introduces uh, our new judge, Reese Nicholson, who um, I don't know much about. He's a comedian mm-hmm. uh, in Australia. But from based off of his uh, runway critiques and his, uh, his runway commentary, he seems like a person I like so far, so. Keep up the good work, please. And she wants you to know that she's a top. Okay. That she okay. made several references to, okay. to her topic. Okay. <laughs> I said, okay, right, Miss so Bear. You know. We get right, listen, <laughs> listen, if you can't get dick off a of drag race, then what's the point of being on the show? Mm. <laughs> and that's on race chasing. So RuPaul introduces the panels of judges. It's Michelle Vassal. She looks absolutely stunning. Um, her usual one. I love that Michelle is doing. I don't know what's... I feel like she's toning herself down, but it also works beautifully with her aesthetic so i think mm-hmm. she, looks, she looks great like she i just keep going back to her earlier days where it was just like miss thing you are not an extra right. in the thunder dome like let it go uh and then reese is of course just wearing a, a regular regular suit and then sitting up in the center in a klein epstein parker suit is in an ascot scarf situation is rupaul andre charles so it's very clear that RuPaul is obviously not talking to herself on the uh, on the runway, but she's talking <laughs> to like some fucking video thing. And then RuPaul is allegedly supposed to also be a judge. So here it is, another case of a bunch of pre-recorded stuff that's going to be spliced in as allegedly reactions to the things that the girls are doing on the runway. And I think that shit is rude as hell. <laughs> if you are going, listen. We know at this point that RuPaul's favorite thing is not to get up and drag anymore. We get it. A lot of people critiqued her for going to the Met Gala during the camp uh, camp, uh, camp Met for not being in drag. Well, I said, well, RuPaul has said a million times, if you're not paying me, I'm not getting up and drag. And I said, I respect that, especially because it's the fucking Met. You can't go on to your show that you are getting paid in some capacity to do. This does serve you and your brand to and show up and not be up and drag. Right. And then the clip for next week looks like she's in drag on the runway all of that to say i hated it (laughs) if she was if she was going to do that she might as well have just done rupaul out of drag there was no need to try to splice in the rupaul in drag the shit was not funny at all uh and it also did not help this terrible ass runway let me go ahead and preface this to say there are a lot of points there is a lot that happens in tonight's runway that is um questionable yeah yeah very questionable so the first is so how we're going to do this is we're going to do uh i think the best thing to do is do each girl's books okay and the first girl her first category is scarlet adams uh <laughs> scarlet adams comes and there's her born naked look she comes out in this amanda lapore fantasy and it is anatomically correct and that's <laughs> when i said oh my god what is allowed in Australia? <laughs> well, stateside, they have full on uh, blurred out boy chests on Drag Race, full on. But in Miss Australia, 
we have the entire the entire JJ and all of its parts. Uh, yep. well, if I'm gonna say and if I'm gonna say anatomical correct, I'm gonna say the actual word vagina and all of its parts, nice and out in this uh this jumpsuit that was falling apart moments before she hit the runway. Um, I do feel like if you're gonna come out for a born naked run- runway, this is how you should do it, and I love it. Mm-hmm. Uh, it was good. It was yeah. it was good. It was one of so the better was- nude illusions. Oh, we because it just went downhill from there. So the, <laughs> Scarlett's uh, uh, no place like home look is, of course, uh, 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 no. Uh, uh, why can't I say words today? An <laughs> ode to per, <laughs> uh, um, uh, an ode to Perks Black Swan, it's the, uh, the, the, the the stadium or something like that. Uh, it's just a. It looks like a regular cha-cha dress that you might find at a dance costume, a dance, a uh, dance store, a dance competition. I thought it was cute. It was cute. It was drag. Um, mm-hmm. Didn't didn't blow my socks off. I thought it was a, a good interpretation of a black swan. Yeah, well, it was cute. I mean, if and then do the black swan. She should have did Mila Kunis in a black swan. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, compared uh, after- to what half of the other shit come down the runway, it was cute. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, up next is Miss Maxie Shield. She is giving us a Madonna look in the sheer. Trench, uh, uh, the one thing about Miss Maxie is she's always painted, mm-hmm. she is always painted. But uh, this was very much so I misunderstood the assignment because mm-hmm. it's very much so a B minus. Because I would love for her to have actually shown a, f- a full nude illusion, even if it was in a painted bodysuit. Maxie is a professional, mm-hmm. that trench, that trench is beautiful. And you know she could have worn it for some other um, category. The wig looks excellent as well. I would have loved for her to actually have done a nude illusion. Yeah. Yeah. And then, then this prawn dress is um, for her hometown look for uh, Sydney. Um, yeah. So after that, <laughs> exactly, <laughs> exactly. Like, I did not uh, want to yeah. dive on in. Yes, yes, no diving on in. We're not ordering that at um Outback Steakhouse. Love that for us. Uh, so after that is this Electra shock, and she comes down the runway in her new delusion, giving a uh, uh, homage to RuPaul's time with her band Wee Wee Pole that we have heard about um at length mm-hmm. at this point in the RuPaul pantheon. I will say that this looks actually looks excellent. The shoulder pads. Uh, the entire look is on point and is and it's reference to RuPaul and her time with Weebie Paul. It is not a new delusion. Mm-hmm. It is her in a bespangled bodysuit with shoulder pads and a big ass wig. Mm-hmm. I will say her her makeup is a little softer this time though. Yeah, I'm looking forward to uh, Electra in like five years. Yeah, you and me both. Once she's both. learned that face a little bit more. And then her uh, uh, no place like home look is trash. Next, <laughs> next, trash. It was trash. Uh, what I will say about the look is it, it looked like something that she would very much so wear to a pride festival. Mm-hmm. And I bet you she pulled it out of her. She probably pulled it out of her closet from when they all all ten of them bitches did Mardi Gras that year because you know they all work Mardi Gras. <laughs> <laughs> uh, after. Uh, so Coco Jumbo comes on the runway and this what I will say, y'all, all, these, all these runways are trash. 
You didn't at, to elaborate on. This shit was garbage. Next. There is something to elaborate on because I do feel like she had a narrative that she was trying to do and she just executed it poorly. She said uh, that this was supposed to be, uh, you know, this is supposed to be a, a message about how I do very much so high uh, my body in drag. So I understand where she was coming from in terms of... Um, these cartoonish, you know, lips and eyes. However, it was landing a little bit more in the Monique Hart car- uh, ca- um, category and not quite in Manila Luzon like she wanted to give. And everything just looked absolutely sloppy and messy. But if I'm going to give her points and stars for thing, that mug is beat mm-hmm. and the wig was exquisite. Mm-hmm. Now, Miss Coco, um, uh, helps herself not be in the bottom two tonight is what I'll say with this next look, uh, which is essentially just uh, a gorilla costume. But again, wig on point, make up a point. Uh, it's a nice, uh, it's a nice drag gorilla, if you will. Mm-hmm. <sighs> this is exhausting, uh, et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> is, it, it's really exhausting when the looks are not exciting. Yeah, because really there's so many of them. It's so many, and it, especially when there's so many bad outfits. It reminded me of when they had to do surprise, surprise on Drag Race UK series too. <laughs> it just everyone after every the one after the other, they kept coming down. I was like, these are fucking awful. Mm-hmm. Please do better. Anyway, et cetera, et cetera, uh, is a non-binary performer, uh, so that is what their born um, their um, born naked look is a uh, allusion to. Uh, mm-hmm. It's half of the um, anatomy of both. Uh, Binary anatomies, however you want to describe that, and it has this beautiful draped. Um, not a toga. What is it like a draped? What are we calling that? A beautiful drape across her pod, their body. <laughs> it looked great. I'm not really a big fan on uh, blood on drag queens, though. I'm not a big fan of. I want to know why. Why it had to be like so. It does end up being binary like, in a way, I guess. No, but not that. I'm just talking about uh, why it had to be so gory and just like... Exactly. Like, why did it need to be like plastic surgery? You know what I mean? Yeah, because I'm thinking about um, when Chelsea Boy was doing a non-binary like commentary. Um, you know what I mean? I don't understand. And this is it's interesting because there is this... Uh, there is a there's a section of like um writing uh writers and writing community where you have like a lot of uh white trans folks and artists who mm-hmm. always um kind of root their identity in this like monstrosity um right, 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 right. and there's commentary like against that or there's commentary to that right there's like why are we rooting our like identity and being monstrous um and violence to celebratory yeah mm. yeah 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 and that's what Jimmy, i was because jimmy Lemon was very much so like that yeah so i mean yeah there's a there there's a whole bunch of commentary around that i don't root mm-hmm. like my i don't root my non-binary existence in monstrosity um right. or the commentary right is more so in celebration but to each his own Right, you know, I, I would have loved if that was not there. I think the presentation would have been much better because the mug is painted, the wig looks excellent, uh, et cetera, et cetera. Is also um, there. Uh, no place like home is an homage to Parliament, and this uh, again beautifully executed silver drag. Nothing uh, to write home about. Jojo, 
JoJo's a hoe, comes on the runway, and it's not good. It's not good. Uh, I think JoJo has on a braided wig, which is supposed to be a, a, a celebration of their culture, which is great. However, we do know that braided wigs can look like Party City wigs real quick. And it is tricky to do. Uh, <laughs> the person who is currently having her feet held to the fire does do it well. Miss Monet Exchange does it excellently. Mm-hmm. Uh, and it's just not working. All of them are rock- walking down the runway with uh, uh, overgrown bushes and merkins on. Mm-hmm. So we we know where we see where the comedy is with all of the girls uh and then the hometown also uh, unfortunately and it's a shame because jojo has a message uh has one of those little pull up pop up things that um think trinity to talk where it exposes a message on the back and it talks about uh the stolen land that australia is on but the execution of the entire hometown look is off the wig uh the lace is showing on the wig and we can see boy hair we see tags we even see when the message gets popped up the flag is coming off of the pole and we see the pole mm-hmm. uh so the presentation was absolutely terrible yeah it was just not it elevated was really, it was really disappointing because well apparently jojo made all these things so it's not elevated yeah yeah it's not Period. it's not given uh Jamal's favorite person, Cameron from Finance, comes down the runway and a lady by name gone to the beach. Look, um, now this is uh, some well-executed drag. This is, um, I would have preferred if the bodysuit was more blended. I, I feel like for the born naked category, this is always very tricky. You need to pay attention to details. But I do feel like Karen is um, paying attention to the elements of this garment, right? So the there is a, uh, the areolas are <laughs> very clearly detailed. The merkin is uh, is matching the hair, her uh, yeah, her piss urine yellow hair, uh, and then also she had the idea she has a, a a tearaway, which is a full callback to the requirements of season seven. So she does understand the assignment. Uh, and then Karen's final. What I will say about Karen's uh, no place like home look. I would like a moratorium on girls just coming down the runway for their hometown look. As I'm just a drunk white girl from this area. <laughs> right. Cheryl Cheryl Hull did it. Uh Sister Sister did it. Mm-hmm. And it needs to be put on pause because that's not enough. The assignment was to represent your home, not right. just, you know, Karen from down the block who is always at the pub and she's always fucked up every week. That right. was not the assignment. All right. Regardless, the dress. The dress is impeccable, and I really like the shawl that was gathered in the back. Also, beautifully executed. And I'm gonna. It's unfortunate that uh, Karen has uh, a problematic past because Karen does have uh, some nice drag. Karen does have nice drag. Mm-hmm. It's also a shame that she looks like she who does not who should not be named because now this well. is even more stressful. <laughs> looks exactly like her. <laughs> Anita Wiggler comes down, uh, also not in a nude illusion, giving us Garden of Eden. The the makeup is also less severe. She should never wear that black lipstick again unless she's going to overdraw them lips. Um, And then her hometown look is a sheep. Bye. Uh Uh, Ketamine comes on the run. (laughs) My my note on this says, what the fuck is this? (laughs) Ketamine is coming on the runway in her nude illusion. 
uh, it, it is basically a bunch of, it looks, she looks like an ice skater, but like a hand-sewn, not very well ice skater costume. She has these white balls. She's trying to, you, it's very much go giving what you order online and like the online is Jada Essence Hall's ball look and what arrives in its ketamine's look. Yeah, and the proportions yeah. were off. Absolutely, it was the thing was sagging. You can't have that many balls just dra uh, dragging on skin on the um, that fabric like that. It was terrible, and it really did not help. But she was talking all that shit earlier about a needle wiggler, and then this is what her presentation was. Exactly. And then her her um, hometown look was just a regular, regular black long gown, black rugby. Um, so it was meant to mimic a rugby jersey. I thought it was just regular. And then last but not, not least, we have Art Simone. Uh, and so you mentioned Janie Jacket. No, wow. You mentioned Chelsea Boy. Chelsea Boy. Yeah, Chelsea Boy earlier. Though I will tell you, Art Simone somehow reminds me of Janie Jacket. And I know what <laughs> um, so this looks very similar to what Chelsea Boy did. And this is why mm -hmm. I didn't mind that this was a bodysuit uh, for her new delusion. So Art Simone comes on the runway, and half of this look is the nude illusion as the assignment was required. And then the other half is like this sort of galactic um, alien-ness, artistic, you can tell that that's Art, Art Simone's thing, art in fashion, and it's beautifully executed. The details are there. I love the little jutting out at the hip with the, um, remember that thing the girls were doing for a long time, like the strappy hip gaga thing? Yeah. She has that going on there. The makeup is on point. Uh, and then, of course, Art Simone comes out for her No Place Like Home look and this black cape, which is covering this graffiti dress, which is meant to um, pay homage to the culture of like art and graffiti. Where is she from? Upper? Melbourne. Uh, Melbourne. Now, I will tell you one thing. I hate this fucking wig. <laughs> I hate this Joan Jet ass wig. Let her have her wig. No. <laughs> We know she has nice wigs. She rather throw this shit in the trash. Her, uh, her thing. She does. The cape is uh, 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 two sided, and she flips it, and it is this beautifully painted. I wonder. You think it was hand painted? I like the effect. I did. I, I actually did not like the graffiti. It looked terrible and tacky and cheap to me. I think that hat. But I like the effect. It looked terrible, tacky, and cheap. No, it was the is the actual print. I don't like the print. Mm. I like the effect but I don't like the actual print. Well, regardless, Joan Jett and the Blackhearts uh, did an excellent job on the runway this week. So, fans, if you can't tell, we were not a fan of how the runways went. Girl, week. it didn't give what they said it was supposed to give. Was it even supposed to give? I mean, what were we really... It was a very clearly um, a lot of misunderstanding the assignment. Mm -hmm. There were the there were, how many new delusions were there for real? Two. Mm -hmm. And I am being generous. Yeah. Um, and while you know, let's let's keep it one hundred. We can't expect everyone to walk down the runway, you know, buckyball naked. But details matter when it does come to you being on the biggest drag stage in the world, and also the very first runway coming out the gate. So this is kind of um, it's kind of scary in the way that you know, it, is this what I'm going to expect for the rest of the season? Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Because the No Place Like Home looks weren't that much better either. No. And if this is the season that there's also the rumor that this is the worst snatch game in Drag Race history. Uh, next week. And that's, that's next week. So we're going to find out. 
it, it makes me nervous for the girl. So, you know, is this is one part trying to level set and understand, and then also giving a proper critique on um, what you should be presenting on this particular stage. So uh, the fashions were an absolute no this week, and I hope they bring it to the runway next week. <laughs> right. I feel Fashions like, were I feel a like, no. RuPaul was a no. Right. <laughs> I, feel, I, I just feel like someone's. I feel like someone's mom when like they bring home like a bad report card. It's just like I'm not mad. I'm disappointed. Right. <laughs> right. It just wasn't given. So right. the judging, the tops and bottoms um, are R. Simone, Karen from Finance, JoJo Zaho, Coco Jumbo, Electra Shock. And Scarlett Adams. Everybody else is declared safe and sent to the back. Um, or untucked. Child, which was even abbreviated. I was just like, y'all just, what is going on with the budget and the, the, the care? Like, I mean, and here's the thing. Because at first I was like, well, maybe, you know, give them a chance, girl. It was filmed during COVID. Um, gotta, gotta, UK gotta. was filled during COVID, UK and that's it. That's COVID. what I was about to say. And then I remembered the one of the best seasons of Drag Race. Period. UK season two was filmed during COVID, and them girls turned it. The production. Hey, I have a it. question for you. Hmm. Do you think that they finished? When do you think they finished uh, uh, Australia? Do you think they finished it before or after UK? I think it was around Filming. the same time. I think it was around the same time. Mm-hmm. Um. Yeah, I, I don't know. I think it was around the same time. Um. Oh, I had a theory, and I don't feel like talking about it anymore. So <laughs> it's okay. So the, the judging. Um, they thought that Scarlett Adams was cute. Uh, they think that they did clock the patch job that she had to do on her uh the born naked look. Michelle referred to it as a C section, which I thought was hilarious. Um. Yeah, they thought it was cute. They thought that she did a decent job. They um, appreciated Electroshock's homage to RuPaul, um, but they did not appreciate the hometown look. They said it was too many things going on, <laughs> and I agree. There were too many elements going on. You know what I mean? It's like you, it's the um, it's the Jocelyn Fox school of drag, where it's like go up to the counter and throw everything off. Because um, we Yonka got. Says, go ahead. We got the cape, we got the appliques, and then we got some drapery thing. Got some feathers and some hearts some right feathers. here. Some earrings. As Bianca says, you know, she went to Claire's, fell into the rack and said, I'll take it. Right. Um, Coco Jumbo, they recognized that first look was a fucking mess. Um, and they think that the second look, even though it's a group bodysuit, was great. Uh, they have a lot of the same uh, comments for JoJo as a whole that we do, where Great idea, great message, terrible execution. And I also say that even if the technical problems with her outfit, especially the second one, were fixed, the outfit still wasn't enough. It still wasn't elevated enough. Um, Karen, they... Uh, Yeah, without without question. Without question. Karen, they love. Next. Um, Our Simone, they thought she was great. That's the judgment. Um, And... The girl who was deemed the winner of this episode is Karen for Finance. I was extremely upset and shocked because I thought it should have been Arsenal, but that's okay. Um, yeah, yeah, I, I felt similarly. I mean, I was like, it could have gone. The girls who were strong were strong, 
and the ones who weren't weren't. So there was not really a ton of like it could have went. They were all pretty level. Like nobody was really truly beating anybody the fuck out. Yeah, but you know it is what it is. She it is what it one. is. Um, and the girls who are in the, the three thousand. Go ahead. Go ahead. Oh, she has won a $3,000 prize sponsored by Mary's Poppins in Adelaide. So the girls are getting some money somewhere, which is good. They she won one-tenth of the prize for- money. <laughs> right, so if she wins a couple more challenges, I mean, honestly, truly, you be Gucci. <laughs> and because you, you can tell they're not, paying, they're not spending that shit on the costume. Exactly. So... The bottom two this week are it, JoJo's a hoe, and I'm upset, but I'm not. It had to happen. Well, you know. Saw her ass this whole episode. I was like, girl, yes. She, showing her whole ass this episode, but you know, I, whenever there's a, a non-white queen on the show, and it threatens the, the demographic and build uh, uh, makeup of the entire cast, it kind of is like, oh, damn, it's about to be an all-white cast, but we still got, still got Coco. Uh, and Electra Shock, and they are lip syncing to Tragedy by the Bee Gees. So, Tragedy. the girls lip syncing. Yeah, I love that damn song. Uh, there's this girl uh, in my league who uh, who uh, sings that song, and she does it beautifully. So, they begin lip syncing, and immediately, Electra is working that little last stage. And when we say this stage is little, mm-hmm. think back to RuPaul's Drag Race season one. Mm-hmm. Which was very much so giving the basement in the hotel somewhere. Uh, immediately, I know this lip sync is going to start to go in Electra's way because Electra is showing that she is a professional lip syncer because JoJo is getting desperate and jumping in front of Electra. Right. Electra right. seamlessly, seamlessly jumps back in front of her and makes it a part of the performance yes. without being combative. And right. I said, oh, she's a motherfucking professional. Yeah. Because that, she is accustomed to being on stage with other girls. This is not her first time at the rodeo. And the way that she uh, she uh, married it to the song and the lip sync to finally, uh, when she like clapped uh, Miss Jojo off after they did this sort of in front, in front battle, I said, oh, she about to wear her out. Mm-hmm. And then, and then when the beat drops in the song, jumps into a middle split. Now, we have said this a million times, a split, and a dip does not a good lip sync make it. However, when they are placed and replaced uh, uh, correctly, they are effective. Yeah. And Electra was very much so paying attention to the, the she knew she must have performed this song before. Mm-hmm. She must have. And she wore JoJo out. Yeah. Period. Period. I mean, JoJo was present. I mean, I, I won't say that JoJo wasn't there lip syncing. Like, JoJo was lip syncing. You've seen the girl get in the bottom. And get extremely desperate. There were definitely some times that JoJo was desperate, when she almost wrapped her when she wrapped her hands around Electra. I, said, oh, they I was about to say she grabbed her at one but, point. Yeah, she was about to, they was about to start. It was about to be Shangela and Venus Delight all over again. Mm-hmm. You know how painful it is to watch that lip sync. I don't. I, I every time everyone people like to put it on list for things, and I'm like, this is a really struggling lip sync. I think we should maybe not keep bringing this up. I'll still watch it though. But you know, anywho. The lip sync ends. It is very clear that that ass has been spanked, as Jamal would say, by Miss Electra of JoJo. And JoJo is being sent to the house. Mm-hmm. First queen out. And apparently gets a message from Gothy Kendall. 
as the first queen out of uh, Drag Race Down Under. Uh, very interesting episode. Next week, we are getting, what is that? Next week, the girls are doing the Snatch Game, which is, I think this is the earliest they've ever done. Well, with the exception of All Stars. All Stars 1. Yeah, All Stars and All Stars 2. They did it in the second episode. Second oh, yeah, that's right. They sure, they sure did do it in the second episode. Mm-hmm. You're right. Well, we ever got to this early, and apparently, you know, word on the curve is that this is the worst Snatch Game in Drag Race history. So, mm-hmm. apparently, next week, there are 800 Bindi Irwin hookers. And uh, <laughs> I don't understand how... I mean, Bindi Irwin is a good character to do. I mean, I would probably do... Now that we know that there is a strong lineage of doing male uh, identifying characters in the Snatch Game, I would probably just do Steve Irwin. Because how much you bet they're going to come up there and be Bindi Irwin as Steve Irwin? I'm not interested. I'm only interested (laughs) in how bad it is. (laughs) You could do uh, Iggy Azalea. You can do Kylie Minogue. You can do Red Wilson. You can do Nicole Kidman. I mean, there are tons of options. So I'm looking forward to seeing how t- next week goes. We already talked about Rue allegedly being up in drag. I hope that the runways get better next week because this was not good. <laughs> I hope that RuPaul figures out whatever it is that she calls herself trying to do with the split screen. Why is, why is RuPaul doing a digital drag show for a national franchise? Like, what's going on? She got the little glittery black background. Like, she's motherfucking Jada Essence Hall, girl. No. No, 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 no. Woof. Any <laughs> predictions for the season? No. No, they're going to crown camp. That's my only prediction. No, I think they're going to crown Art Simone. We're going to see. I think Karen from Finance is going to make it to the top. <laughs> I, I do think she's going to make it to the top. Because right now I'm looking at this and I'm saying it's giving it's giving me MV Peru, the MV Peru edit is what it's giving. Me. <laughs> so we'll see how this uh, ends up um, shaping up towards the end of the show. So just because we're down under doesn't mean, and just because we dived on it, doesn't mean that we do not need to bring over our tradition of the wig of the week, Jamal. None of them. Fuck these bitches. <laughs> Nobody scalped you this week, darling? No, Not I mean... Water. No, it's going to be the same one for the first episode we did on them. It's going to be uh, <laughs> the kid of me. Her interest look. I'm giving it to Art Simone this week. Looking at it... I mean, the wig was already excellent when I saw it in the promo, but like looking at it full on and just seeing her move with it, Mm-hmm. I'm giving definitely giving it to Art Simone. Uh, my least favorite wig this week. Uh, that's not an entrance wig because we all know that's Electroshocks. Uh, <laughs> th- that shit was terrible. I mean, they were not wrong. It was just not necessary for them to be so fucking cunty about it. Uh, my least favorite wig this week is going to be. Um, I hate to say it, but it's JoJo's first wig for her. Boy. I don't hate to say it. It's fucking natural. I hate it. That shit was terrible it was it was it was giving very much so um you know how they have like the the costume in the bag mm-hmm. the party city it was giving very much so rastafarian costume in the bag mm-hmm. and yeah i'm not here for that well 
that was this week's episode. Folks, as a reminder, you can always kiki with us on Twitter at Black Tar Roots and on Instagram at Black Tar Roots Pod. We are going to be recapping every single episode of Drag Race Down Under. We're going to dive on in. And the uh, <laughs> child, if the Adam they don't turn it up, we're going to dive on out. And you're going to be you gonna die us, when I'll be right. <laughs> you're hear us do translations for Drag Race Spain. <laughs> We've already hired a translator. Girl, please. Let these girls be tired for three more weeks and <laughs> yeah. let Miss Espana give a release date. <laughs> well, they're too busy doing silhouette challenges. It's going to be given. We learned from we learned our lesson from Miss Hoffman. <laughs> oh, Lord. Well, I'm tickling my fucking toes. Time on it. <laughs> and I'm Jamal. <laughs> Maybe I need to actually, because you know I've never been to um, Outback Steakhouse. Maybe I need to. You are, you are not missing much, Miss Day. I will. I need I, to know I what's going on. I've never the Aussie, been there. The Aussie cheese fries are good. Okay, I we, got we, time we, for that. Because if I go, I'm gonna have to Uber East, and I don't want. I ain't about to Uber. Come East, on, no, we should. Let's let's go on a date. To, we're gonna go on a date to Outback Steakhouse. Come on. <laughs> we're gonna go on a date to Outback Steakhouse. When? When? I don't know. It's around time. On time. Maybe we'll go and then we'll go to a watch party of uh, <laughs> of Drag Race Down Under. I want to Girl, ain't nobody doing no watch parties of this shit. <laughs> First of all, it airs at like 5 a.m. Girl, oh. we were sitting, the way we were sitting here trying to figure out these motherfucking time zones, that girl, I said that if you carry the two, because the way that it's presented, it's not I was uh, up in my bed. I was up in my bed Friday, Saturday morning at 1 right. a.m. refreshing the wild presents. I'm like, okay, wait a second. Because <laughs> <laughs> well, it said it was posting that. in 12 a.m. the first in Pacific time. I said, well, yes. that is 9 p.m. the day yeah, before it was, Eastern it was time. Not, and it was it not wasn't there. up. You were absolutely right. It was not. So then the next morning it was there. So I said, well, which is it? Now, it could be like that week for Drag Race uh, Series 2. Where the episode was nice and uh, 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 taking three or four hours to actually post. They need to give me what they gave. Do uh, you remember when that whole episode of All Stars aired when it wasn't supposed to? Bitch, the, the they leak. Just left it up. The <laughs> leak. No, they didn't leave it up. They didn't leave it. Up. I think they took it down, and then someone had like record, like I downloaded it somehow and uploaded it to Facebook Live. And I said, "Well, I'm not going <laughs> to watch it on Facebook, girl." But it was there. Oh, it happened twice too. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> Them girls like, episode, fuck off. No, the episode G I'm more home than the episode the uh the eulogy. The eulogy's also leaked too. I said, y'all are not who was in charge of security and content over there? Because y'all are not doing what needs to be done. Shit. Oh. They, clearly they fired the person who um deduced it uh Vixen had stormed a fan vote for miscongeniality. That girl was on her job. Russian bots, girl. Okay. <laughs> Listen, the Vixen's leading how? And then the fact, the fact that the fans were the fact that the fans were just being haters. Why couldn't the Vixen walk away Miss Congeniality of season 10? Because <laughs> all in World of Wonder were not having that. Right. The anti-blackness jumped out. <laughs> mm. They looked at the voice. They said, oh, fuck no. Wait a minute. <laughs> Wait a minute. Wait a minute. This ain't right. <laughs> All right, let me hop off this motherfucking call. Uh, we will give you all an update on our date to Outback Steakhouse. Bye. <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs>